Okay. All right. So um, keeping with uh, transition, um, as we each speak here for the next few weeks, kind of giving a bit of a sum up of our life and how God's led us here. And um, so I'm going to to share about my life. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know me, um, my name is Tabitha Carlisle, and um, my mother's maiden name is, my social security number is, no, I'm just um, I grew up in the UP. I'm the oldest of uh, three girls, and um, I grew up at uh, Germfast Mennonite Church. So, um, and being that Cold Springs used to be a Mennonite church, um, our churches did things together. And we went to summer camps together. And um, so, you know, uh, Ruthie was my counselor at camp. Um, there's many here that have known me since I was 11 years old, going into sixth grade. Um, so, I went to summer camp with Rosie, and um, and it was, um, I'm probably going to jump around a bit. I'm going to try not to jump around too much, but kind of give an overview. And um, so eventually at um, summer camp, I also met my husband, Jonathan, who did not grow up in this church, but was really good friends with BJ and went to youth things and went to camp. And so at um, some point when I was in college, he chased me down and said, you're the one for me. And we were shortly, uh, we were engaged shortly after. And um, so that's, we kind of, we knew that God was calling us to this church. So when we were married, um, you know, this was our church. Brent married us and um, we were called here. Shortly after we um, were married, we became youth leaders um, here. And so there's, there's people here, Josie, since she was in middle school, um, you know, she was coming and she was one of our, our youth and Daniel and, um, wow, I've been here a long time <laughs> and I'm feeling a little old. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so... Um, growing up, I grew up in a very small town, very, very small town. And um, at the time that when I grew up there, um, they had an elementary school at that time. And so, but probably from about second grade to fifth grade, um, I was just, I was bullied. I was picked on for how I looked and how my hair was cut. It was a really small school, you know, like we had um, two grades per class um, per teacher. And so, you know, it was a small school where you were either you were either in or you were out. You know, either people liked you or they didn't. And then if they liked you one day, they might not like you the next. <laughs> and, um, and so uh, that was, for me, 
Like, I kind of share that because that's where, like, some formative root things um, in my identity uh, went wrong. Because at that point, um, I learned really young, you know, that I wasn't, um, this is what I believed, not true, but this is what I believed, was that I wasn't pretty, I wasn't worth anything, and, um, and that carried through to adulthood. So, you know, those little, those little things, Satan's, Satan's on it, <laughs> you know, and he just really young, he's trying to distort um, our identity and the identity of our kids from when they're really young. And, um, and because it can just mess with you your whole life. Um, so, so going through, then on through middle school and high school, um, when I went to middle school and high school, i we, you know, we went to Manistique, a bigger town. And, um, uh, you know, so I had more friends, but there was still just those identity things, um, staying with me. And I started to, you know, as I got into my teenage years, started to base my identity on um, boys. And, you know, if, if boys didn't like me, then I really wasn't worth much or I wasn't pretty. And I didn't date anybody in high school. And um, so my identity was just really, really wrapped up in that and how I looked on the outside. But through all of this, um, you know, I knew the Lord. I had a tender heart to the Lord. And um, I was a pretty good kid, I guess. Sometimes you get picked on for being the good kid, too. <laughs> but um, I just had this tender heart to the Lord, and I really wanted to follow Him. And when it came time for college, I... Um, I knew that I was at a crossroads, and I was at a, if I went to just a state school, that I would no longer be following the Lord, and if I really wanted to go to a Christian school. And so my parents sacrificed a lot to help send me to a Christian college. So I went to Heston Mennonite College out in Kansas, near Wichita, and those were some very good, very formative years, and there was a lot of healing for me there, and there was a, an opening up of the knowing about the Spirit there. I grew up in a church where we didn't talk about the Holy Spirit. We talked about God as Father. We talked about Jesus as the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we don't really know about much about the Holy Spirit, you know. Um, he's our comforter, but we don't really know about, you know, we just didn't know about the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, that is very different in that church now. They definitely walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, but at, growing up, we just didn't. So when I went to college, um, one, I was able to be myself there. It's a whole new set of people. I think I knew one person there, and they were totally cool with me being whoever you know I wanted to be. And so I was able to be my fun-loving, fun, sometimes funny self. And... Um, uh, there, um, I went to a church where it's for the first time I um, heard somebody prophesy. I was like, what is this? What is this person talking like they're 
talking from the Lord, you know, what is this? And, and um, God just really started to open those things up. It was like my first time with, you know, like a worship team and things like that. And God just really speaking to me. Um, I knew right away, so I went to college to be a nurse because I didn't know what I wanted to do. All I really wanted to do was be a wife and a mother. And in high school, I didn't even date anybody. So I'm like, well, I should have something to fall back on. And I like to help people. I get decent grades in school. So I think I will be, um, I'll go to be a nurse. And then I got to school and there were people that had been out for a year and been like, oh yeah, we just like went with y, you know, YRAM and uh, went and did missions across the world. And I'm like, what? You could do this? I totally would have liked to do that. I think I would have gone a different path because I didn't like nursing. And I knew um, first semester in that nursing really wasn't for me, but we already had a lot of money wrapped up into it and I didn't want to disappoint my parents. So I kept on with nursing and, um, but God had a plan in that and it, uh, being a nurse definitely helped us as we started out in our marriage, um, in providing for our family. So, um, God definitely had a plan in that. And I really feel like I was supposed to be at that school. So, um, yes. So, um, when I graduated from college, Jonathan and I got married, and like I said, we, we were here and um, um, leading the youth and just really seeking the Lord. Uh, it was also a time that, as a church, we were just really seeking the Lord and for what he, he had, and we were all just really earnest and hopeful, and um, prophecy was new, and that was moving, and... and um, um, there was, yeah, there was just a lot of hope for the things that God had promised. And, um, then for, uh, for me, oh, sometime in there, I don't know, that's really important. Sometime in there, <laughs> I was playing drums on the worship team and I started on the leadership team and Jonathan and I were on those things together and we had awesome people too. And I'm just going to say this right now. Josie, thank you very much for watching my kids when they were so little. And for all the people that helped to care for my kids when they were little. When um, we were tied up in, you know, worship team and stuff. And really, everybody here, it took a village because we were on stage. Jonathan and I were on stage every Sunday as I had, you know, toddlers and infants. I started playing drums when I was um, pregnant for Bethany or right after I had Bethany. And uh, so, you know, we had people helping us every every week and, um, you know, making sure my kids didn't run out into the road <laughs> at the old building. And so um, I really appreciate all the help um, people have given us in helping to raise our kids. Um, during that time when... God was moving in tangible ways in, you know, God's always moving in our hearts, but God was, the spirit was manifesting and um, God was moving in tangible ways. And so, you know, I was asking the Lord during that time, Father, I just want to feel your spirit. I want to hear from you. I want to, to um, experience you in those ways. 
I've never experienced God in those ways. <laughs> you know, and so, I mean, I've heard the Lord's voice, but as far as like a physical manifestation and, and I, and in that, just aside, I just want to encourage all of you that that is okay. <laughs> you know, at that time, I kind of got angry. And I, I got angry with God a little bit because I'm just like, why can't I? You know, I'd walk out of a Sunday evening, whatever, and I would, and I would just be like, oh, another day, another day that I didn't like physically feel a touch from God or I, you know, didn't hear God's voice. And I was so hungry for that. But God was moving, and he started to give me dreams, and I started to hear his voice, and the Holy Spirit started to teach me how um, to hear the voice of the Spirit. And, um, during, and, and during that time, um, Brent had spoke to me about um, wanting me to start moving towards pastoring and in that direction. And um, I spoke some a few times, you know, I spoke a few times and God was moving in that way. And then um, I did something stupid. (laughs) And um, during that time as well, um, Jonathan and I were not that whole time, but during a portion of that time, Jonathan started working a job that sucked the life from him. And he was depressed and in a really bad state, and our marriage became in a really bad straight state. And the cracks that you have you know, in your marriage start coming to surface. And it was pretty bad. And um, it came to a point where I was just like, how much longer are we going to do this? I don't know, you know, And neither of us wanted a divorce. We didn't want that. We loved each other, but we couldn't keep on the way we were. And he was like, I just don't care anymore. Like, I just don't care about anything. And I said, well, let's not care together. And I spoke those words. Our words have power. And that put the brakes on. And it's been a long road. It was a deep hole, and it was a long road. A long, I, I kind of feel like a pit that you have to climb back out of. And just the last couple of years, feeling like it's actually coming out of it. And our words have power. And during that time, of not caring. I was still here every week. Most people wouldn't even know. You know, I was here every week, but I just, I felt kind of dead inside. And I, uh, you know, like, I stopped. <laughs> Thank you, sorry. No. Um. You know, I stopped uh, leading my kids in the Lord. Not that I told them anything false. You know, we were still just going on. But prayer wasn't happening much, like, besides at mealtime. You know, obligatory things. And, you know, I see 
um, and a shift happened there as well. And, um, but the Lord is faithful. And he brought Jonathan a new job, which brought new life. He literally just dropped the job in his lap. And there was a shift and new life coming into our house as well. <laughs> I realized the stupid thing that I did <laughs> in speaking those words and repented and broke that curse off. And But it takes a long time to, to come back sometimes. And I... Uh, but the Lord is faithful to bring things about, to work things for good and bring things for completion. So even though, you know, even though I was walking out of this and still feeling a little bit dead inside, but knowing the truth, knowing the truth of the word, um, even during that, Brent still says, I want you guys to be my team. I'm sorry. <laughs> God. And God still says, I want you to be my team. I have a plan. So, coming into these last few years, I've seen amazing healing in my marriage and in my heart, in my spirit. And, um, and God is transforming me because working as a team. Like, that's a challenge. <laughs> I'm a firstborn. I'm kind of used to being in charge. And I'm an administrator. I don't work as a nurse anymore. I'm an administrator for a company. I run a company for my friend. And I'm kind of used to being in charge. So God is teaching me humility. I'm teaching me how to work as a team. <laughs> He's going to do amazing things here, guys. He really is. And he's stirring me up in my spirit. I'm just so excited for the things that God's going to do here. And the hope that we all had that's been, that's waned through the death of loved ones. And God is just going to do, he's sparking a fire. He's stirring things up. And he's going to do great things. And he's going to equip us to take this out into our community. And I'm so excited for what he has planned. I'm so excited for that. Can you tell how excited I am? I'm excited to tears about that for what God has planned. So I just want to share with you... Um, just briefly, so some of you know um, Isabel Alum is a prophet that we trust, and she was here a few years ago, and um, 
she gave me a prophecy. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I do just want to read the beginning thing just to show you how faithful God is. And so as Brent was preparing us the last few years for stepping into these positions, um, I would sit there at our meetings and I would start crying <laughs> because I just felt so inadequate to, to take this on. And um, I'm an I'm an emotional person and and um, easily cry, I guess. So um, uh, but I would I would cry because I knew the weight of this um, position. We're all ministers. God calls us all to be ministers to one another, but he's given us um, pastoral team, you know, is this position to help lead us all in it. And, um, but it just felt so heavy. And I knew the sacrifice that I'd have to make. Like, I can't keep my eyes on several different places. And I became really good the last 10 years at getting distracted, at being distracted with entertainment, with, um, you know, with uh, going to the movies, with uh, social media, with um, podcasting, with a lot of things that, um, you know, I could easily get distracted with. And I knew that my life was going to change. It was kind of like being saved all over again. It was counting the cost. I was counting the cost of what this position was going to be for me because what feeds me and the shadow that I sit under is what feeds you. And that's the same for our team. So I can't be distracted and I have to make choices to change things. And it was, it just felt just the weight of that decision. I mean, God's burden is light, but it's, it's a decision. It's a cost. So I had a lot of tears of, Lord, I, I don't think I can do this. There's so much to give up. Not that you're not worth it, but I've got a whole bunch of idols over here I got to get rid of. You know? Side note, I wasn't on Facebook at all this whole last week, and it was wonderful. <laughs> The Lord was like, I will give you what to say and lead you through this. Take a break for a week. And I did. And it was great. I have no idea what was going on. But it was wonderful. The world out there might be burning. I have no idea. <laughs> but it was good. So um, anyways, back to Isabel's prophecy. So um, as I was really worried and... <laughs> were nervous and like, Lord, I, I don't know if I can do this. He brought me, I was cleaning through some papers one day and I came across um, Isabel's prophecy and I read it and I was like, oh my goodness, okay. So God was like, this is your confirmation. This is what she had said to me. And as I read it, um, so she has an accent, so it kind of comes across in her reading and Bria typed it out straight from the, from the recording for me. It says, uh, I thank you, Father, for the mover and shaker that is within her. There's a stirring more and more, dear. You are a leader, and I saw that leadership arising more and more, dear. I saw you being able to step into big, big shoes and being comfortable in big shoes. 
For many situations are going to come and opportunities when you will stand there saying, those shoes are too big for me to walk in, and you will feel a bit intimidated to step into the big shoes. But I heard the Lord saying, dear, do it, do it, do it. He's putting... He's the one putting the big shoes in front of you, and he's not going to let you take steps back. Even at times, it is going to feel like taking steps back, and you will stand there and say, this is not comfortable here. When you're stepping into these things, I heard there was no space to move back and to step back into areas of comfort. There's another part about God using me to get you out of your comfort zones, and that'll be another day. that was confirmation to me because that was exactly how I was feeling. I was like, Lord, how can I feel, fill Brent's shoes? I can't, you know, like, how can I, how can I do this? But I'm not alone. (laughs) I have a team and God is good. And he's giving us, he's guiding us and he's giving me words. So I just wanted to share that with you as far as it was good confirmation. <laughs> so there's not too much more <laughs> that I want to share with you. So God is good. He's changing. He's stirring things up. He's changing me. He's stirring things up. And I'm in transformation. And I may still cry sometimes up here. <laughs> I may still cry lots of times, but he is good. I just want to share a few verses with you as I kind of wrap up. And also just, uh, I'm pretty honest and open, so you'll probably get that a lot from me up here. (laughs) It's just honest, open, here's my life, blah. (laughs) Um, These are some verses that God really spoke to me during the hard times of trying to learn my identity in him and learning that um, I was a daughter, that I was beautiful and loved and cherished by the Father. And um, so first I want to read from um, 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. There goes my tissue. And... I love this verse. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. And I love this verse for a couple reasons. One is because the Father has lavished his love on us. And the word lavish means sumptuously rich, elaborate, or luxurious, to bestow something in generous or extravagant quantities on. I like lavish, extravagant things, (laughs) and so does God. And he poured that love out on us because he loves us that much. And I also like this last part of the verse that actually really hit me more um, last night as I was reading it again, is that the reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. And sometimes we feel like we just don't fit in. It's because we don't and we shouldn't. We're 
the square peg, <laughs> you know, <laughs> trying to fit into a round hole isn't going to work. And so when we remember that we're different and that we're not supposed to fit in, and that's exactly how God made us to be, there's hope in that. <laughs> and, um, and also I just want to read John uh, chapter 17, verse 23. And this is a verse that we've read a lot here, but it is also another verse that was just revelation to me at the time. And it still is. Um, I am, so Jesus is saying this, I in them and you in me, may they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and that you love them even as you have loved me. Even as you have loved me. So the fact that God loves us as much as he loves Jesus was just revolutionary to me. That's huge. That's huge. And and I don't even know what else to say right now. Because <laughs> those are big things. So I just really want to encourage you to remember how much the Father loves you. That he lavishes his love on you. That he loves you as much as you love Jesus, as he loves Jesus. And he has a plan. He has a plan for all of us. So encourage one another. And I'm going to pray. And then we're going to go to the, all things in common. <laughs> Father, you are so good. And I thank you for your love. I thank you for your plans. I thank you, Lord, that you bring things to completion. That you are a redeemer. And when we make mistakes, that you redeem those. That you still bring about what you have planned. I just thank you for the love that you lavish upon us. I just speak blessing over each and every one of you that as you go this week, that you would just know the love of the Father in such a great way and that the Holy Spirit would be upon you and speaking to you this week. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.